I'm ready. Start it. Good. Start it, Mr. Big Podcast ready. host. I think this is it. I don't think I'm editing this out. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm here with Aaron Francis yet again for my first guest who is repeating. So I'm just going to call Aaron my unofficial co-host. Love it. Happy to be here. Glad to be back. I was the first... I think I was the first guest and the first returning guest, so double That's right. double the honor. All right, so we have things to talk about, both of us. I think they're sort of interesting, at least. All right, let's talk about your stuff first. Uh, okay, I was actually going to tell you to do your stuff first, but what do you want to do? Let's talk about Let's talk about Chipper CI pricing. Let's talk about Cloudcasts, and I think that might be it, but... You've been on a chipper CI. You've been on a chipper CI pricing journey for quite some time now. So, where are you at right now? Yeah, that feels like forever. Jeez, <laughs> pricing is so hard because it's so strategic. I went coincidentally, not coincidentally, but I, the journey has been long and like ever changing because I just keep getting feedback from people. So mm-hmm. I've gone almost overboard with that, like way too much feedback. But I do like where I ended up with it. So you ended up somewhere. I ended like up you, somewhere. You have a final plan. <laughs> final, final V2. Final, final. Actual final. Because <laughs> I listened to the episode you did with Matt Wensing, and y'all talked about pricing a whole bunch, and I thought that was good. And then I know you've been thinking about like builds versus build minutes versus tiers and then like where does open source fit in and you want to capture people at the lower end and let them grow into it so you've had all these like different not competing but like all these different things you've been trying to accomplish so what is final final v2 where did you end up right and all along the way there's like all these little details that need to fit in so it's also like threading the needle to like get certain features in or, or do certain ideas or, or capture or get pricing that makes sense for certain personas, if you know right. what I mean. So like originally I was just like, yeah, I'll just um, bump it up 10 bucks a month to 49 bucks a month from 39 without really giving it any strategic thought. And then I started realizing maybe I should give this some strategic thought. So I started asking around that was right around the time where we started the podcast also. So like mm-hmm. when you were talking about Laravel stuff in general, having this mm-hmm. kind of like downward price pressure thing we were talking about, that got me thinking about getting the kind of maybe the lower end of the market, which I don't, I don't really like that wording because it sounds bad. But what I mean is two things. One, people who are not like a business necessarily who don't mm-hmm. want to pay 40, 50, 100, 150 bucks a month but still might pay something because Chipper CI as a service supposedly is very nice and easy for Laravel developers. So some people might want to actually use it for their side projects or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Makes maybe sense. they make revenue, maybe they don't. I don't know. I talked to Matt Wensing and he had that idea too. He said it a different way. It was really like to get a wedge in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was thinking kind of like AWS metered pricing a little mm-hmm. bit, but it still applies it's the idea of, you know, someone puts a payment method down, which is the big hurdle. That's like the point of friction. And their bill could be like 12 cents a month or something. And it's small, but once they start using the service more and more, the payment stuff is already on file and you get more value. You get, you get more revenue from them as they grow, if they grow and use your app more. So I really liked that idea. And 
I want, I ended up thinking of two kind of user personas, like the solo dev or very small teams versus a actual business that has, you know, like a bunch of revenue and pay or are paying dev salaries. Mm -hmm. And from there, I started thinking about pricing tiers, but I ended up with these really kind of grim gaps where it would be like 15 bucks a month. And then 99 bucks a month. (laughs) There's really no in between. And there's all sorts of kind of things I got back and forth on. In addition, I was, well, I should say at one iteration, I was also pricing not just based on number of builds per month, but also kind of the number of private projects, like private GitHub repositories you could hook up. Makes sense. Okay. I decided it didn't make sense. I mean, it, it sort of does on a high level, or maybe it does until you think about it more. And I think it could be... I don't like any of that wording. <laughs> it does, but I thought about it more and I don't like limiting a number of projects because it's, it feels self-limiting and I I really had to decide, and some people helped me with this too, to decide what the actual kind of value metric of the application is and it's really number of builds per month. Okay. And I mean, that could be also number of build minutes per month, but I just don't want to build to that granularity. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it makes sense for this app specifically. I do know there's like an average of five minutes per build. And some people are higher, some people are lower, obviously, because it's an average. Mm-hmm. And there's a cap of one hour maximum on builds, but anyway, about five minutes per build. So I can kind of use that average and decide, you know, what makes sense to charge per build and what that might end up being uh, as a permitted. But I don't care. Charging per build makes more sense, I think, for this app. So you have, I think that was important. You've decided the value metric is number of builds, which means... The more builds a user is doing, the more value valuable they're finding Chipper CI. Right. And it could be across multiple projects, right? So Mm -hmm. typical customer right now is a business with a team. They hire or they invite team members into the app. They have maybe three to six projects. And those projects, if you look at them, the names, it's all kind of obvious that they're various different parts of their main mm-hmm. business stuff. So like okay. their backend API, they have a back office app, they have a front end repository or, you know, all sorts of sure. uh, schemas that you can think of. And then, you know, there's a few who act obviously have clients also where like the repository name is, you know, very different, each repository name and they sound gotcha. like specific so projects like, like marketing campaigns or something. Right. Yeah. Or that kind of setup. Some of the, some of them are like that, but most of them are, are not the agency set up based on me looking. So I could be wrong on some, but just based on right. what I can see. Okay. So the value metric and number of builds makes more sense. And the number of projects, like that just doesn't matter so much because it varies a bunch also, but mm-hmm. also, you know, if you have some projects that aren't used a bunch and some that are, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're building a lot in one project and not in the other. And you might need, but you might need to occasionally run builds on like another project for maintenance or something. So I think it makes sense to just do number of builds per month. So this is this is the transistor FM pricing model because they don't price on number of shows or I even, I don't think they even price on number of episodes. I think it's number of downloads. Right. And I think this is also the Fathom we would have to double check that. I think this is the Fathom Analytics pricing model where they don't price on number of sites but rather aggregated page views across however many sites you want to have, I think. I'm not right. quite as sure on that one. Um, I think they're tiers, so you fit within a range and you get tiered. So it's not like metered. Well, I guess in both cases, right? Yeah, both are tiers, but neither are separated by property. So you could have mm-hmm. 100 sites and pay the same that you would if you had one giant site or something like that. So Right. 
seems reasonable. You're not like, you're not inventing something new. So that's probably a good sign. So keep going. You decided yeah. to do it based on builds. So what Okay. Next? So this brings into like, do you do tiers? Is it metered billing? Mm-hmm. Like what makes sense? So the competing factors are kind of, I don't know if they're competing, but the factors are getting people in cheaply and quickly and with reduced friction at the low end so that they can okay. don't have fear of big bills going into it. You don't have to jump right up to 40, 50, 60 dollars a month. You can just put a credit card down and, you know, if you go over the free tier limit just a little a little bit, then maybe you're paying like a dollar per month. And then it grows with usage. So so the idea is getting in on the low end and then also getting more value on the high end because right now there are a lot of users on Chipper CI who are using it quite extensively and still only paying like that 40 bucks a month. And I'm not getting anything for their like really high usage. So it's going to be free tier credit card up front. Is that right? I don't think so. I think there's going to be a free tier. It's going to, you're going to have probably like 25 bills a month for free. Right now it's 50, which uh, in terms with, for Chipper CI seems a little too generous because getting set up seems quick and easy for the most part. And then people are just, you know, getting a lot of free builds. (laughs) And that was, that was based on competitors that when we made the app, that 50 free tier limit and they have higher ones, but I think they also have higher friction in getting started and you end up uh, eating away a lot of builds just getting started like that first month. Oh yeah. I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, Although 50, I sort of, 50 seems like a lot to me. I almost want to do it like a week after sign up. You, your builds don't count. So you could like have a, a few days of like trying out getting your application to work without eating away your free builds. I don't know. That's a great idea. Yep. Cool. Do so, um, okay. So with this in mind, a pricing scheme I made up is like trying to get people in the door at like 15 bucks a month. And then, you know, the high, the upper ranges, whatever. So I had this idea where the pricing would be kind of chunky. You'd buy chunks of 100 builds for like 15 bucks. Um, and that ends up being 15 cents a build or whatever. But that, that okay. point doesn't matter so much as you buy in chunks. And every time you roll over like your 101st or I guess 126, if you get 25 free builds, then you're charged 15 bucks to get the next 100 builds. And if you go over uh, your next 100 builds, then you're charged another 15 to get another 100, right? And then okay. the builds could like roll over to the next month. So it's not like you have to uh, refresh every month. The builds you paid for are still yours to use. And maybe they expire in like a year, which is something similar to what uh, Circle CI does. And I was almost all set to go with this model. There's more to it. There's more to it because there's add-ons, like add-ons for if you need to use Docker, if you want to use Teams, if you need concurrency, like every concurrent build is also an additional charge per month. So there's kind of like a, you could add on these baseline amounts. So like 10, 20, 30 bucks a month, you get these other features. And then on top of that, you pay as you go for your builds. Okay. I got more, uh, this like, Almost started. In fact, like we were a day, day and a half into development when I got some more feedback and I was like, all right, we have to stop everything and like rethink this because <laughs> I talked to Matt Wensing and Peter Soom just on Twitter DMs mm-hmm. just to like kind of get this, their final thoughts on it just because um they, oh, I listened to their podcast and they were talking about my pricing because yeah, like, I, heard I had talked about it with Matt and Peter on like Telegram and stuff. And then I immediately just like DM them as I was listening to the episode. I was like, here's what I'm thinking. This is the new thing. And uh, they were both like, I don't like that. Oh, no. Which is <laughs> like, I was I was very close to just being like, I don't care what anyone's opinion is anymore. I've asked too many people for feedback. 
I'm afraid to ask because I like the plan you were about to go with. So why did they not like it? Both for different reasons. Peter didn't like that it was still kind of uncertain in price. Matt was like, you're kind of wishy-washy between two things. You don't have the granularity as true metered pay-as-you-go. And you also don't have the set price that you would per month of as a, you know, using a tier. You're okay. kind of like in this gray area in between. It's kind of an odd pricing thing. And, um, and that made me think of a few things, but what I ended up with is I, I tweaked it based on that. Cause I kind of agree with that. It's kind of a weird model. And I also didn't want to code it <laughs> like chunking <laughs> and expiring credits in a year. They're not really credits, but expiring builds in a year and then rolling over month to month and all that kind of stuff. Some of that felt like it could be a, some of that just felt overly complicated and I wasn't sure what that would do to the revenue. Like when people's mm-hmm. builds roll over month to month and all that stuff. So the thing I've finally landed on is actually more metered. You get a free tier. The free tier is 25 builds a month. Every month you get 25 builds. Some of these details might change, but so every month you get 25 free builds. And when you go over, you start paying per build and per, and it's 15 bucks per hundred still. So I'm in that price range ends up being 15 cents a build. I might do something like you don't get billed until, you know, you're over like a dollar, whatever that is, like six builds or whatever, or, you know, less than that, but, or more than that, I should say. So pay is basically pays you go. And that's like the easy way to get in and start paying for the app. And there's still the idea of add-ons, so you can still add on Docker support for a charge, team support to invite team members, concurrency, so like you have some multiple of number of concurrent builds you want and pay some something like uh, maybe like 20 bucks per concurrent build per month, something like that. Is there anything else? Oh, and server size is the new thing too. So that you have standard mm. server size and large server size. So standard is that 15 bucks per 100 builds. Large server size will probably be 25 bucks per server I'm um, sorry, 25 bucks per 100 builds, uh, which was this thing. That was part of the, the previous pricing plan, too. So mm-hmm. small versus large or standard versus large servers. You have the add-ons if you really want them or not. You have the add-ons if you want them. And that is, you could almost stop there. It's sort of easy to get in on. It doesn't necessarily fix the price it doesn't necessarily fix that you don't know what you're going to pay per month, but I have an idea for that. But it does get you in kind of quickly and cheaply. It does get you more value from customers using the app at the high end. And then there's some more interesting stuff you can do with that. So this is um, well, another idea. So is this, is that, is that the plan that you're going to put into place? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that plan so I'm going to try to say it back to make sure I heard it all right, is some sort of monthly fee. No. You get 25 builds a month for free. Mm-hmm. And then you are paying in... Goodness. Why can't I remember this? Are you paying in tranches of 100 with this with the new plan? Or are you paying... No, no, no. You're paying per build and you're only going to charge potentially if they reach, you know, some low threshold of a dollar or whatever. And you're still, and you're still, yeah. So they're paying per build. There are no more tranches of a hundred. So you don't have to worry about any sort of rollover or expiration 
in the future of any sort of build credit. Every month it resets to 25 and then they're going to pay depending on server size, um, either whatever, 50 cents or 75 cents a build, whatever it is. And those are the only two things. And then you have add-ons for like Docker and teams. Is that an accurate summary? And concurrency, yep. And it's 15 cents a build or 25 cents a build. Okay, cool. Okay, that makes sense. So 25 free, paper build after that, no rollover, no expiration, much, much simpler. You are going to address, I think, the problem, in air quotes, the problem of variable bills to the end user. So go from there. Yes. Okay, so more feedback I got with this was at Teams especially, or businesses, I should say, Mm -hmm. often prefer more steady bills, like, you know, depending on the size of the company, of course, Mm -hmm. and maybe the size of companies that Chipper gets would care less about this, but it really depends, of course, on the company. But more stable bills is appreciated. So one idea that I have, and I, um, I like this a bunch, this is kind of my favorite part about it, is there's also tiers that you can hop into, and they're kind of prepaid tiers. I'm not really sure what I'm going to call them, They're sort of a volume discount. They are sort of prepaid, like in concept. So I have three tiers planned where it's going to be a low tier, kind of like a business tier, and then a high usage tier, like a growth tier, whatever whatever we name them is to be determined. The low end, and I'm I'm just going to talk about the small server size because the large server size has has more expensive, but it's, it's just a larger server, so you're paying a little bit more. The interesting part is that there's three tiers. The low end is still 15 bucks a month, right? So 15 bucks a month for 100 builds, which is the same price as pay as you go, but you're promising to pay me 15 bucks a month. Okay. And you get those 100 builds. If you go over those 100 builds, you're still actually paying the pay as you go rate, but you're getting some features. You're going to get at least Teams, maybe Docker also, but at least Teams uh, support with this. So if we pretend Teams is like 10 bucks a month, which I think is what it'll be, you're going to pay 15 bucks a month for what would otherwise be 25 bucks a month. But it's, you know, it's in return for paying $15 a month instead of just a pays you go rate. So okay. you're saying, yep. give me, you know, prepay for a hundred builds and then, you know, for free, you get the team feature. Yeah. And then okay. the next higher ones are for business and growth, I think is what I'm going to call those tiers. So that's jumps up to 99 bucks a month for a, a businessy tier. I think we're going to do 500 builds and then you get team support, Docker support, two concurrent builds. And and it's more if you get the larger server size, but the, the standard server size is 99 bucks a month. So you're saving money there. And then also if you go over, you have a discount. You're not going to pay 15 cents per build. You're going to pay like 10 cents per build. Okay. So 99 bucks a month, you get 500 builds, you get all these features just included, including mm-hmm. two concurrent builds. And then your overage charges, is kind of what I'm calling my head, are cheaper. So it's discounted all around. The higher tier is interesting because originally I did a thousand builds for some amount. And then some customers are, are right at a thousand builds or even a little over. And someone in um, someone recommended to me that I just actually make this like the, the unlimited tier almost. So it's actually going to be 2000 builds for okay. 349 a month. So three fifty a month, three forty nine, for two thousand builds, and you get all the features. You get four concurrent builds instead of two. This is kind of like the 
I probably won't go over this number of builds per month plan, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it has everything I need. It's almost like a bit of a test to see if any businesses just do that. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's two or three in Chipper CI who I suspect might find that attractive. So that is it. That's the price plans. It's kind of like prepaying and you get extra features and you get a discount all around. And that highest tier also gets even a more of a discount uh, per mm-hmm. build for over if they happen to go over 2000 builds. Okay, so you've got the pay-as-you-go thing, which we talked about. Then you've got fifteen ninety-nine, three forty-nine, for a hundred, five hundred, two thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the benefit here, the well, I guess there are a couple benefits. One is you get predictable pricing, which is easier. I'm thinking from the customer's point of view. You get predictable pricing, which is easier to sell up the chain to your boss or to purchasing or whomever. You also don't feel bad about kicking off builds because that is, you know, that is one problem with pay as you go. You're gonna like, yeah, potentially feel like you have to limit yourself because you're like, oh man, this, you know, this costs me money every time I do this. So you get to eliminate those two things, and then you also get you know, a couple of features thrown in, which I would imagine most people, most businesses will go for the 99, which gives you two concurrent builds, which is pretty valuable. I don't know. I'm trying to think back when I was at my previous company. I think each, uh, I think each developer had their own chipper account I think we properly like invited them to Chipper versus sharing a password. And if you find out otherwise, sorry about that. But <laughs> I, I think what we did was, yeah, we invited each developer. But honestly, the thing that would have, like the thing that we would have cared most about at the old job was concurrent builds. And so I think you're mm-hmm. right. I think you're right to offer that as a business tier feature at the $99 a month. The team invite thing is interesting because... At first, I was like, well, teams almost don't matter. It's kind of a thing we could share right. a user. But user, it's some teams have users who set up specific projects. So it's like their GitHub OAuth that they use to set up uh-huh. a specific project. And they have the knowledge at their company of like what needs to happen to set that project up in their mm. CI environment. It's not necessarily that everyone knows how to set up every project or one person does all the project setup. That makes um, sense so team me. members do become... Uh, actual valuable valuable things to have in Chipper in those in those cases. Okay, that makes sense to me. Um, so riddle riddle me this: Are most people just going to choose a tier? Do you think? Like how much? I have no idea. How much do you think this pay as you go is going to do anything? Because it feels like these are pretty good tiers. Right, the fifteen dollar a month tier especially is good to get started because you're getting that team thing for free for so it would otherwise be twenty five bucks a month. Right, um, and then you know the other tiers is like kind of easy to hop into if you're a business because if you're paying a dev- developer salaries, the ninety nine bucks a month isn't super crazy. Right. So I'm gonna see. It's all an experiment, really. This threads the needle and solves a bunch of problems of things I've had to think about for months. Right. It's not where at all where I would have started at. I'm Mm -mm. still not 100% confident in the pay-as-you-go model in terms of like developers signing up and not feeling like it's kind of grim. It -hmm. is very close to um, what most other places do anyway, though. And they charge per build minute. And then they have credit systems and all that kind of stuff. So like other places are still kind of more crazy than even this setup. 
So it is a bit of an experiment. I'm happy with it. I'm happy to start here with, with this. And if it needs to change, then it needs to change. But this is kind of like the basis I need to get in place before I do like real marketing pushes and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. next, which is really the more important work, but I still need like a pricing model that works better for the company than what I have now as a basis. Right. Yeah. I like it. I think, I I wonder, I just wonder if the pay as you go is worth the developer time to implement right now because that is two fully separate pricing like not not even pricing models i guess yeah i don't know if i agree that it's difficult I and mean, actually a lot of this work is is in development right now so it's like some of it's done well if it's, it's not like, yeah if it's not difficult then that changes that changes the calculus altogether but, um you know it is it is certainly stuff they need to build and test like you have to make sure that pays you go is in like the tiers correctly calculate all the you know number of right, per month yeah. Don't go and don't try to double charge you or anything. Only charge you for, only charge you the metered pay as you go stuff for overages, not if you're mm-hmm. under your on my friend limit. And then it's like a little weird because you get twenty five free per month no matter what. Right. At least that's my plan. Um. But yeah. I mean, I think you've successfully, um, I guess, thread the needle on all of the things you were trying to solve for. I'll be curious to see. Like, I don't know if, I guess the pay-as-you-go plan is kind of the free tier, right? Because they get, they also, do they also get 25 free builds on the pay-as-you-go plan? Right, yep. And right now I don't plan on doing credit card up front. It'll be like once you hit that build, you get an email and like an alert in the app saying, hey, you're out of builds this month. Do you want to pay-as-you-go and just start paying, Mm -hmm. you know, this small Mm -hmm. amount? And I might, I think in the site I might say it's 15 bucks per 100 all over the place and then instead of 15 cents per build. Yeah. I feel like that's easier to comprehend. Yeah. It's super grim to be like, here goes 15 cents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's not fun. Even though it's actually, it's like fairly equivalent to other apps charge per minute. Right. Depending on, because it's, it's hard to calculate because they use this credit system and your, your build minutes might use anywhere from like three to 20 credits per build minute and you're buying credits. So it's all hard to calculate. But yeah, yeah, I do like the I do like the idea of pricing on build versus build minute, because then I'm not super worried about trying to trim, you know, 30 seconds off of each build all the time because I know it costs me money. So I like that. I like that. Right. A lot, and that depends actually. who it is, too. Like people in a team in a business won't care about that. But the on the lower side, I think like solo small team developers will. Right. Uh, so for them, I like the I like doing per build and set up per build minute for sure. And people want faster builds because they don't want to wait for their app to deploy. For sure. Okay. I I like it. I think it'll be interesting to see what one thing I think you might run into is like, how how do you display all of this, the tiers versus the pay as you go. And if you display it like a standard, you know, three tiered, you know, almost tailwind UI pricing page, so you have the three tiers of fifteen ninety nine, three forty nine, and then underneath it you have like a pay as you go slider or something. You, I wonder if you're going to run into people saying, "Why is there no free tier?" When in reality, like the free tier is just not listed the same way as the other tiers. If that makes yeah, sense, it's like kind of a matter of design. I don't. Yeah. It's it's true. It's like it's something I have to. It's certainly 
high in my mind to communicate that all clearly. Yeah. So like the pricing page, I might need to get someone to help me figure that out because I'm not a designer at all. So I have to figure out how to do that. (laughs) Yeah. So when does this, when does this happen? I mean, it's been, it's been in development now. Okay. With your, um, contract developer. Yes. So hopefully, and I might have to finish it up at the end tail end because I can't afford to just have him keep going on forever. (laughs) You know, it's kind of a big change. So I might need to end up doing, he's doing a lot of the work and he's doing a great job and I might need to finish up some of like the Stripe integration-y stuff at the end. Cool. So we'll see. Um, So, you know, hopefully in a few weeks. I think that seems realistic-ish. I'm recording this. We're recording this on April 13th. Yeah. So maybe by May sometime. That sounds good. Well, that's exciting. I mean, I know it was kind of painful to get here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Every time you had a conversation with someone, it seemed like they had a differing opinion from the person before them. But I like this plan. Yes. I think I like it. I'm still, you know, we'll see how pay as you go goes. Yeah. Like true metered billing. Cause I first started saying I'm absolutely not doing metered billing mm-hmm. in my head and then it ended up there, which makes sense. Like every other CI app does a form of metered billing and a lot of it ends up making sense in terms of pricing, complexity in the code, mm-hmm. and also just the value, what like the value, the true value metric that people are getting out of CI applications in general. I think I think they've all landed there. The other apps have all landed at some variation of this idea for a reason, like a solid reason. Yeah, it almost become it's almost like every CI app just becomes a sort of surcharge on top of the, their own compute price. And right. so they're paying for compute by the minute and they charge you a little bit more by the minute. I think that sounds right. And a lot of them are in addition to their main offering, right? GitLab, Bitbucket, GitHub. You know, the, the yeah. GitHub Actions and all that stuff is a side part of, you know, their whole business. And so it's not even the main thing. Yeah. So they may pass it through pretty low cost just yeah. to lock you in. Like Microsoft owns GitHub. So, you know, they're going to throw them on Azure and like who cares about what it costs them per month, which right. is why you can make an open source repository kick off 70 builds whenever for mm-hmm. one single commit. <laughs> yep. Which is why this is a tough business to be in. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, one of the things I had to decide is that I can't, actually can't really compete in open source as it is right now. It's like, I just don't have the compute power to handle 70 builds when someone wants to right. test, you know, three or four different PHP versions against two or three versions of the framework against dev requirements versus not dev requirements right. you know, and all, all the other variations you can do. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. Like GitHub Actions has that handled pretty well. So you don't you don't need to compete against that. We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the customer base right now are all teams and customers. I think I think the real value of Tripper CI being easy to uh set up and, and keep going on for Laravel projects makes but still makes sense as like a business model. It's that's kind of the theory of the whole thing. I think it's a good theory. That's why I chose it in the first place. Because I knew, I mean, I think I said this, I knew that it was going to be easiest to set up with Laravel and I didn't want to spend three days fighting with Circle or whatever the other right. options were. Yeah, especially time. if you're doing like browser testing and Dusk and all that stuff gets so mm-hmm. crazy to set up. Yeah, do you highlight that? Like, do you? Not enough. I actually did, we both did some positioning work with uh, Keith, what's his last name? 
Oh, not Keith. Um, Zach. Not Keith. Zach Goldie? Goldman? Yes. I think it's yep, Goldie. Goldie. Yeah. So I'm going to, I have some of that stuff to implement on the, on the marketing side also. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could hit that a lot harder, especially the desk stuff. Uh, there's a lot of things. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, sounds great. I don't want to talk about Cloudcast because we're already 33. Four minutes into this. Okay. Suffice to say, Cloudcast might lean and, and go into a niche of Laravel or PHP instead of like just AWS in general, but who cares? Okay. Um, let's let's talk about what's going on with Hammerstone and what your life has been. Or when we last yeah. recorded, right? That was right after the Laravel conference, Laracon yeah. online. And I guess a bunch of things have happened since. Like, where are you with opening things up to the public for sales and, mm-hmm. and all the other news that's going on. Yeah. A lot of things have happened. Um, so on the job front, I now work at tuple, which is super exciting. I don't think that was the case last time we spoke, but I left my job at a property tax company and I'm now a marketing engineer at tuple. And this is my first week there and it's amazing and I'm thrilled to death about it. So <laughs> That's going to be a lot of fun. Right now, I'm just in the phase of like read every Notion doc that exists and try to figure out like how the company works. Like, does this go in this tool or do I send an email or does this go in Discord? And so like super just trying to get um, like trying to get integrated into the company. Right. So yeah, get that's really exciting. Yeah. And every time I'm like, wait, okay, this is, yes, I'm supposed to put this in Discord and you know, by by no fault of their own. It's just me being the new guy. I don't want to, you know, burst through the wall like the Kool-Aid man and be like, I've got a bunch of ideas and everything needs to change. So I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to fit in there. That's happened since we last spoke. On the Hammerstone side, there have been um, some pretty big developments, at least one very big development. And we just, Colleen and I just published an episode today about it. Sean is stepping back. So historically it's been me sean and colleen well it started with me and sean and then we brought colleen in to pick up the rails side and now it's just me and colleen so sean is no longer active in hammerstone and that was kind of like i think it was a little while coming we've been really bottlenecked by uh his availability basically. So he's the front end, he's the front end guy and he's got, you know, a family and a full-time job and all this stuff. And just like, we've just kind of been stuck on the front ends. And we had a, me, Colleen and Sean had a talk maybe last week and just basically decided like, this is like, this isn't working. And he was saying that he like can only, dedicate so many hours and has realized that he doesn't like this part of building a company where it's like very much just grinding and it's brutal. And so as of this week, it's me and Colleen now. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty big shift. It is, you know, bittersweet because Sean and I have been working on it for a while, but I do think it's going to, unlock Colleen and I to like actually move at a much higher pace now. Cause Colleen is extremely motivated. Cause she is trying to 
you know, make Hammerstone her full-time work by August, I think. And I'm extremely motivated because I want, you know, to be independent in, you know, several years from now, which is, you know, no secret. Um, I think in, you know, I see myself in five or so years not having a job and I feel like Hammerstone's my best bet to get there. So we're both like super motivated to make this happen. So yeah, kind of, kind of a big change. And so I think the next thing that's going to happen is we're going to start really pushing the Laravel Nova stuff. Cause it's like done and ready to go. Um, and we just haven't really been pushing it very hard. And so my task for this week is to get a Laravel Nova landing page set up and start driving people to that to like actually purchase the thing. So that's kind of where we're at now. Cool. Yeah. I've been in situations where getting a blocker out of the way just like gives a lot of clarity, right? Like yeah. you kind of like, go you know, like, all right, it's, it's kind of maybe in your situation, it's more work on everyone's shoulders all of a sudden, but mm-hmm. like being able to move forward is must feel pretty good. Yeah, it does. And yeah, there's, there was just a lot of like being actually blocked technically and then not wanting to, I don't know, not wanting to push too hard on partners. And so that leaves you in the situation where it's like, well, we're not moving very quickly, but I also don't feel like I can push on other people as hard. And then that kind of like that kind of hits your motivation. And so the whole thing kind of comes to a crawl, which I think is Mm -hmm. where we've been for a little while now. So, right. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, you're empathetic to your friend, Sean, right? Right. Exactly. He has all this stuff going on. It's not like, you know, putting the whip on him. It just doesn't help anyone. Right. No, no, not at all. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, it, I think again, it seems so easy. I guess like looking at other people, it seems like, oh, this is super easy. And then when you're in it, you're like, man, this is not as easy mm-hmm. as it seems like it is for everybody else. No. Everyone yeah, we're all seeing everyone's highlights, which is what I just have to keep reminding myself. So we talked about in the thing in the last time we recorded, right? About survivorship bias. And mm-hmm. I I just keep getting reminded about how strong that actually is. Like I'm pretty sure every podcast we listen to is like some people had you know, the hard work, luck and skill, like Rob Rawlings says, but that luck part and the survivorship part is easy to skimp over because it feels like it's totally out of our control. Mm-hmm. And in some ways it is, but I think that's a lot of what we hear is affected by that. Or, you know, but people also gloss over the hard stuff too, because, you know, you grind for so long, but it's not really interesting to talk about the grind right. necessarily because it's the same thing over and over again, day in, day out. Yeah. I feel like we've even on the Hammerstone podcasts have run into run into that in the past of like, man, there's just not a lot to talk about because we're just freaking grinding and it's not interesting. And, you know, historically we were just stuck for so long and it's not interesting. And it like, it's not, um, not interesting to other people. It's also not like, it's not exciting for me like to be in that spot of, I don't know. I just felt like we were spinning our wheels for a long time. And that of course is super discouraging. So yeah, yeah it's, it's not energizing not all... to talk about the grind. <laughs> no, it's not energizing to talk about the grind without progress, like the grind and you're making a lot of progress. Sure. That's great. But the grind and you're just like, 
man, we still don't have the thing ready to be released. It's just, it's almost embarrassing. Like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to talk about it every single week. So, yeah. What's the strategy you have next? Do you have one planned? Like, there's definitely going to be a, a Nova landing page and a way to purchase that, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then- Yeah, so the, the near-term strategy is get the Nova landing page done and, like, People drive people basically just to buy it and try it. For some reason, we've been funneling everybody through me and like, oh, let's have a call and you can give it a try and see if it works. Like, just freaking have them buy it. Um, mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna do that, and then shortly thereafter or in parallel is get a handle on the front ends. So view two, three and react. Unfortunately, we have contractors working on that. Some really, really good ones who are working on that. But I think we need to get like, we need to get some timelines put on that. And then once we have those front ends ready to go, then we need to start selling the Laravel paired with the different front ends while Colleen finishes the rails back end. So that's kind of the near term plan is sell the crap out of Nova and then get a firm timeline for the other front ends and then start making the Laravel push. Is August that time frame that uh, Colleen's pushing towards? Is that when your Hammerstone's client is like finished? I think that is when her contract is like, that's when her contract ends. And I'm sure that they would love to keep her beyond that. But I think she's wanting to shift into, you know, product ownership versus contracting. Mm -hmm. So that's the source of uh, revenue right now that lets you get contractors to do the front end stuff though, right? Yep, exactly. So we've probably sold, I don't know, five, six, $7,000 of licenses, which doesn't go super far when you're paying, you know, professional developers. Um, But we have a bunch of money, from the past, I don't know, year or two of contracting. And then Colleen is, you know, floating, like she's billing the client through Hammerstone. So that's how she's, you know, paying for food and stuff. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, neat. Okay. And then Nova probably be the thousand dollar price point also. Yeah. That's where it's at now. There is a conversation about, should that be lower? Because, you know, Nova itself is, you know, 99 or 299 or whatever. And truly the support is lower because there's no, like there's, there's just no front end options. Like you get what you get. It's interesting. Well, if you think about the value customers are getting out of it, like, does that make sense? Like a thousand still kind of makes sense because the development time that they are skipping, skipping out on for that could be huge, you know, multiplied by multiple developers even. Right. It's definitely more than like it's definitely more than 10 hours we're talking like for them to reimplement even you know 60 or 70% of it we're talking 100 hours or more and so the right the value still makes sense but again it's the well we paid $100 for this whole admin interface and you want us to pay a thousand but frankly I, that may be a false fear because the people that have paid have been like yeah it makes perfect sense and i love it thank you so much i think it is and i think the challenge then becomes the marketing page um yeah. positioning and then you know getting quotes and and showing examples that show some you know someone how powerful it can be 
Yeah, I which think, probably means I think talking to customers. Correct. All of our, our all of our favorite. I know, thing to do. <laughs> totally. Fortunately, we we have we do have a Slack where you know most of our current customers are, and I can get, I mean, I can get quotes from them pretty easily, so that that should be fine. Cool. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think a thousand dollars makes sense. I just need to convince other people that it makes sense when standing against a hundred dollars for. Uh, well, Nova's three hundred now, I think, right? Oh, Definitely I guess you're. I guess you're right. The Nova Four. Um, let's see what they came in at. Two ninety nine. Oh, you're right. It's a hundred for a single project. Yeah, ninety nine or two ninety nine. But I think you're going after people are going to pay a thousand bucks for it or at that two ninety nine price point anyway, because it's probably not solo developers when they're single projects. Yeah. Also, or if it is, is, it might be a business might buy a single project license, but they're still a business and the thousand is also cheap. Like right. this is Laravel, right? So it's underpriced because it's Laravel. Exactly. Also, this copy is kind of ruthless and I love it. On the single, on the Nova, it says single 99 for a single project budget conscious. It's like, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I love that psychology. Yeah. So that's, good. I almost want to click the other one because I'm not budget conscious. I'm rich. Of course. Yeah, that's right. That's genius. Way <laughs> to go, guys. Yeah, I think you're right. I think anyone that is going to need this type of thing, well, anyone that's going to pay anything for it is probably going to be a business. Um, you want people to complain? Complaints about price is kind of a good sign. Like that's, yeah. that's where the right price to be. You don't want no one to buy it, but some complaints is also, I think, a good sign. This is yeah. advice from the sage wisdom of Ian Landsman. Well, and he knows he he knows what he's doing, so I will take that advice. Yeah, we had somebody that was like, "Oh, I can't pay that. This is a side project." And I thought, you know, that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with that because you probably wouldn't want to pay a hundred dollars or anything like that. So, right? Yeah, I think I think you're right. So that that's kind of where we're at now. This, I mean, this happened days ago, so we're still in the very early part of you know phase 2.0 and it like it feels really good to kind of be unblocked but it also feels like like this is our moment and we have to seize it and we have to work really hard for the next couple months to make it happen um you gotta perform you have to not fall down at a new job yep (laughs) you haven't built up that years of trust for real for real yeah like i need to and i'm very conscious of that like you know, I objectively like spending my time well as it relates to Tuple, but in because it's my first week and my first month, like they need to know that I'm spending my time well. So there's like, <laughs> you know, there's a difference between what are you actually doing and what is it perceived that you're doing. And like, I'm spending all day, like, you know, reading Notion docs and trying to get plugged into the company and, you know, setting up Google search console and all this at, at Tuple. Um, but they don't know me. And so I'm constantly having to think about like, okay, I need to communicate. Like I need to make sure that I'm doing the things that are like expected of me as it relates to communication with the team. And so, yeah, there's a whole, like, there's a whole background process in my head going to like, okay, you have to build, you have to build up your, your trust with all of these people here. So yeah, it's a lot. I mean, there's a lot going on and a lot in in my head right now. And the funny thing is, it's all good stuff. Like, it's it's all positive. Tuple's an incredible company, and everyone there is 
just been wonderful so far. This opportunity with Hammerstone is great. I just can't get crushed. I just can't get crushed by the opportunity. (laughs) Good problem to have. Yeah, it's like this is the, I don't know, pick a sports metaphor. This is the last whatever of whatever game, and you just have to like, (laughs) you just have to perform. Like this is your moment. So, As always, lots of work to do, yep. I feel you there. Okay, let's wrap up. Give people a quick pitch of what Hammerstone is making, what the product we're talking about even is for Nova Mm, and other stuff, and then tell people where they can find you. So Hammerstone is making a product called Refine, and Refine is a visual query builder for your end users. So if you want your users to be able to filter, let's say, um, customers, for example, you would set up Refine, and then your users would be able to say, show me customers in Texas where the pricing plan is starter and the name is Chris, and they could just like keep building out conditions, and then we will handle the front end, the back end, the querying, the validation, and the storing of filters so you could readdress them. So visual query builder for Laravel and Rails. And you can find me on Twitter, Aaron D. Francis. Cool. All right. Uh, Let's stop it there. Thanks for coming on. Yep. Thanks for having me.